Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And today, one of our listeners has a great question. How can we know that something is God's will? Well, Deuteronomy 29.29, it declares that the Lord has two wills, one hidden and one revealed. And so when I speak of the Lord having two wills, I do not mean that the Lord is divided within himself. The Lord has revealed himself as self-existent and unchangeable in a unity of three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each person is distinct from the other and yet identical in essence. What this means is that God is neither conflicted nor divided, but he exists outside of our time in our space as infinite, majestic, holy, entirely beyond uh, what our infinite minds can fully grasp apart from his revealed word. And so, the hidden will of God is known as his decretive will. It includes all that the Lord has ordained. God's decretive will establishes every event in history, including all the thoughts and the hidden intentions of every person's heart. And it's essential to understand that while the Lord works out everything according to his sovereign will, not everything God ordains in his hidden will is necessarily pleasing to himself. For example, God hates evil, but sovereignly turns what was meant for evil around for the good of his people, Genesis 50, 20 says, to achieve a greater good that pleases him, namely the growth of his people in the grace of the Lord Jesus. And God's revealed will is known as the prescriptive will, which describes what the Lord God finds pleasing. For example, when the scriptures teach uh, Christians about the will of the Lord in Ephesians 5.17 and even in Ephesians 4.13, Paul has the prescriptive will of God in mind. And so rather than causing anxiety about what will happen or, or what might you know happen in our lives, these truths should comfort the people of God. And Christians have real peace because of Christ alone. They can know peace and experience and practice in their daily lives so they can grow to be like Jesus. And so Christians can know that, that the God who has revealed himself in his word is also the same one who is unchanging, and therefore they can rejoice in him because Christ alone is sufficient. Christ, the Lord of peace, who alone is entirely righteous, the rock of refuge, and a very present help in time of need for the people of God, also summons God's people to the throne of grace to find help in their time of need from their high priest, Jesus Christ. Well, even in matters of decisions, it presented with the option of moving to a new city or in looking for a new home. Christians are free to choose without worry and fear if they're displeasing the Lord. Rather than restricting the freedom of the people of God, these truths help Christians to know and enjoy the Lord who promises them rest. In particular, these truths help Christians to understand the hidden will of God is not like a parent withholding something from their child uh, for their good for a time. Instead, these truths help the people of God understand we would not understand these things the Lord has chosen to keep hidden from his people. 
Now, the Lord's hidden will is not meant to be punitive towards his finite creatures, but it does testify to his infinite goodness, his mercy and grace to his people, and purposely revealing his character in his word to his creation. And so the hidden will of God should, it should cause the people of God not to question or even doubt God, but to have a deeper love, a deeper confidence, and a, and a faith in the revealed uh, and faithful character of God in Scripture. Such a growing confidence in, in God's revealed character, it can only lead to a, to a greater genuine desire among his people to obey the word, not only to be hearers only, but to be doers of his word by his grace. So how can we know that something is God's will? It's, it's a great question at this point. In, in Ephesians 5.17, Paul says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. In 1 Thessalonians 4.13, Paul says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. In 1 Timothy 4.12, it says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Second, the, the desire to discover the will of God, it occurs for the Christian because the Holy Spirit creates such a passion for what pleases the Lord so the people of God will aim to do all that the Lord approves. And, and Paul says in Ephesians 5.17 that those who are mature, they aim the course or the trajectory of their lives to understand the will of God. God desires a holy people to reflect his holy light in our local churches and in the world. God's will is that we abound in wisdom and fruit, Colossians 1.9 says. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. You see, God's will is that we be sanctified, conformed to the image of his Son. First Thessalonians 4, three says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. God's will is for us to rejoice, to pray, to be thankful. First Thessalonians 5.16-18 says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks, in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There is only one way that, that we can live out his will in our lives, by living in the transformative power of the gospel. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, when making decisions, I, I pray, I, I read, and I meditate on a book of the Bible like Proverbs. I also talk to godly counsels because uh, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, There's wisdom in the abundance of counselors. And after I've prayed, after I've read the Bible, after I've talked to godly counselors, I make my decisions. You see, making decisions, whether they are major or like buying a house or moving or minor, they can be difficult. Some choices, such as getting married, involve your entire family, close friends, and your pastor and your church. Other decisions may not involve a wider circle of people in your life. Decision-making for the Christian is to be done through a biblical worldview and for God's glory. You and I, as Christians, make such decisions grounded in God's final and full revelation in Scripture, which testifies to the finished and sufficient work of God's grace. And the Lord knows our needs. He knows our burdens. He knows our anxieties. He knows our fears, and He knows our doubts. The key to making godly decisions is to trust in the sovereign care of God. 
Christians believe the Lord created the world, sustains the world, and orders all things according to his will and good pleasure for his glory. And so the Lord longs for his children to trust in him, to know his goodness, and for them to find pleasure and satisfaction in him. And so making good and godly decision, it requires trust in the sovereign care and concern of a good God who loves us and wants his children to grow in his image and likeness. And so I urge you today to put your trust in the Lord, to rest in his finished and sufficient work, to pray, to read scripture, to find godly counsels, counselors, and then make your decision. And then as you make choices about your future, rest in the knowledge of God's care and love for you in Christ. In fact, as you study the word and as you make your decision, please trust your sovereign God. Our sovereign God calls you to know, to love, to serve him in the local church and outside of it. In fact, additionally, he calls you to witness to others wherever he's placed you about the glory of the grace of Christ. Do this all for the glory of God. You see, finite creatures cannot know the hidden will of God when they're going through very challenging situations. You and I can only look back in history and know the, that the only part of what the Lord's hidden will was and, and only know it because God's decretive will will always come to pass. And so whatever happens in history, it manifests itself in real time and real space because the Lord ordained it in his sovereign but hidden will. And Christians are not to seek out the hidden will of God. Instead, the people of God are to live by what has been revealed in the 66 books of, of Scripture, which constitute the inspired, inerrant, sufficient, clear, and authoritative word of God. And to that end, Christians are to obey the commandments of God by the grace of God, to honor, please, and to worship the Lord God in every facet and every stage of life. And you and I can only look back in history and know only part of what the Lord's hidden will was and only know it because God's decretive will will always come to pass. And whatever happens in history manifests itself in real time and real space because God ordained it in his sovereign but hidden will. In fact, history is not moving willy-nilly willy towards no end. His, behind history is the God of the Bible who sovereignly is orchestrating good for his people in painful situations, turning what was meant for evil around for the good of his people and for his glory, so they will grow to be more like Jesus. Christians do not need to worry about the hidden will of God. We cannot know it anyway, which is why we're to trust God at his revealed word. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.